I don't really like um, being alive or um, being awake, so. Yeah, and sometimes both. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Off Five Podcast. Podcast. We're two new friends. Talk about the office. This is season three, episode eight, The Big Time. It came out July 30th, 2000. Whoa! July 30th. Ooh. The new millennium. We're celebrating the millennium with Will Smith (laughs) and uh, partying down, pretending to smoke cigars. Just for the look, though, we don't light them. And other things of that nature. (laughs) It It was all the rage. So, should we start? This is... Wikia fandom is the best source ever. Here's the description. Charlotte is completely besotted. Besotted? Besot. What? I've never heard that word before, actually. I've, I've heard it. I mean, I've read it, but I've never heard it out loud. Have you ever heard, used it in a sentence? No, but I'm going to look it up right now. You want to hear it in a sentence? Yeah. Charlotte is completely besotted with Trey, who she just met by accident, but already considers him her groom. <laughs> Way too many commas in that sentence. At a chic boat party, Charlotte presents him to Carrie, who is already tired of the meeting by fate story and bumps into Mr. Big there. Without Natasha, despite her living with Aiden, they clearly miss each other. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay, I'm going to read the other Besotted description. Besotted is uh, strongly infatuated. Okay, well, that adds up. Yeah. Yeah, read the other one. Carrie runs into Big, who confesses that he misses her and can't stop thinking about her. Miranda gets annoyed with Steve's childish habits when he suggested they have a baby together. Charlotte falls in love with Trey after only a few weeks of dating and is convinced he's the one. Samantha believes she's hit menopause when her period is a week late. All right. That was way better. That was uh, tight. Yeah. Um, as Kate Spade's <laughs> purses are... <laughs> Don't even put a tampon in. And she's dead now. I know. Not that's cool. Really sad. Yeah. Not good to joke about. And kind of in the same family as David Spade. Well, yeah. You mean, what do you mean in the same family? It's like David Spade's uh, sister-in-law or something. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. I thought you were saying like in the same family as in like uh, similar. <laughs> no, they're real late really related oh okay so we've got like three different storylines going on well four i mean there's always four really right one for each lady exactly i feel like maybe i should try to get through this other description just because it has more details okay and i feel like maybe some of our office fans haven't seen this episode in a while okay charlotte is completely besotted with troy who she just met by accident but already considers him her groom at a chic boat party, Charlotte presents him to Carrie. Okay, they spelled Carrie, C-A-R-R-Y. What the heck? Where's this info coming from? <laughs> I don't remember. Who was already tired of the meeting by fate story and bumps into Mr. Big there without Natasha, despite her living with Aiden. They clearly miss each other. She's not living with Aiden, is she? No, they're not living together. I mean, he's uh, okay, there okay. a lot. Just but... counting this. It's just so bad. Um <laughs> Samantha, who just moved into the meat packing district, is invited by a much older new neighbor, Lynn. Discovering her period is five days late, she gets drunk and accepts to go all the way. Oh, <laughs> Samantha. All the way. But then nature steps in. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is 
that what it said? Yeah. <laughs> to Miranda's utter and sarcastically uttered surprise. <laughs> so, is that really what that says too? Oh no. This doesn't make sense. To Miranda's utter and sarcastically uttered surprise, Steve suggests they consider making a baby. <laughs> they settle for the time on a puppy he would care for, but when that doesn't work out, dot, 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 written by KGF Vizzers. <laughs> C minus. Vizzers. That was really bad. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, I guess we'll kind of talk about it because yeah. in sentences that make sense later. Yeah. Okay, so... We could go into that when we get to the characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Great Scott, Predictions and Trivia. This episode was directed by Allison Anders and written by Jenny Bix. Okay. Um, Two new ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They haven't done any episodes of The Office. Yeah. Uh, I have some trivia. Yeah, so do I. Okay, so Carrie's pendant that she's wearing on the boat. Oh. This isn't the first time we've seen her with that pendant. She has it for almost all of season three. Oh. And it is a Bulgari Tondo pendant. And in 2000, when the show aired, guess how much it cost? How much? $18,200. Jeez. Yeah. I thought it was the heart of the sea. It kind of does look like that. It has some sort of... Oh, you mean you thought it was like the Titanic? Yeah, some people's Titanic or other people's love boats. Exactly. And plus, um, it was actually Carrie's grandmother. She was buried with it, so <laughs> family heirloom. <laughs> That's a really good trivia. I have one, too. In this episode, Samantha tells the girls that she's a little older than the others, as if they didn't know. But they already knew. In the episode, The Baby's Shower, in season one, Charlotte says she doesn't want to be a 40-year-old mother and says to Samantha, no offense. Okay, so question. How old is Samantha? Um, 42. You think so? Well, yeah. she said forty. Well, she said forty-year-old mother. She could be older than that. Samantha's also not a mother. Yeah, I bet you're. I bet forty-two is pretty spot on. The other um, women are probably around. What do you think? Thirty-seven. Yeah. So not too much of a difference. No, just a few years. Yeah. And I looked up the difference between the actress. Uh, what's her name? Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, the actor. She's not that much older it's like two or three years oh okay and they're a little bit of a range for the other ones too okay do you have another trivia that's all i have when steve is watching scooby-doo he tells miranda it's the episode with the ghost in the old salt mine but really the episode is called jeepers it's the creeper which doesn't contain a ghost at all i i did read that on imdb but rather a creeper (laughs) not a ghost (laughs) and you might be interested to know that two out of three found that interesting on IMDb. <laughs> so that's 67% interesting. <laughs> Except I didn't find it that interesting. So we're down to about 50-50. <laughs> well, did you vote? I didn't. Okay, well. Then. Well, I don't have an account. Oh, well. I'm not a Hollywood elite. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the only trivia on IMDb for this episode. Sad, really. I know. We should put ours on there. Yeah, and we should make an account. We should make a just uh, recap of the episode that's better than that <laughs> yeah, one because that's really... the one I think that one was on IMDb too. So bad. And there's nothing on Wikipedia for the episode. Disgraceful. Is this show not popular? It is, but not as popular as some shows. It's just a different demographic. Oh, okay. 
Only ladies. And they're not Wikipedia users. No, they prefer fandom.wikia, as we all know. (laughs) That's a sexist stereotype. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Okay, let's go into finer things. Okay, finer things club. AKA, there's good stuff here. (laughs) Um... So I really liked the Kegel exercises. Okay. Um, that was just a good moment, especially Samantha's face when she said she's doing her Kegels right now. Where were they? Were they at lunch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or brunch. And um, Charlotte didn't even know what a Kegel is. Yeah. Charlotte doesn't know a lot of stuff. She really doesn't. There's a really funny Kegel episode, uh, joke that's like this on Arrested Development, too, mm. where Michael walks in and... Lindsay's doing exercises and they're just here counting and she's just sitting on the bed motionless <laughs> and then later on he goes in and tobias is doing the same thing <laughs> watching the same video oh that is actually really funny so i guess women can just do kegels whenever yeah and it's like almost impossible to hear someone else talking about kegels and not be doing kegels it's like that thing oh, where yeah, like yeah. if you say like oh are you clenching your butt and you're like no <laughs> and you automatically do it <laughs> i didn't realize that i think there's like a male version of kegels there's some muscle yeah that's happening i don't know what it does (laughs) neither do i tighten anything um i just did it it didn't help (laughs) it didn't help (laughs) what did you like about this episode (laughs) oh uh, the sounds that aiden makes when he's eating in their bed is so weird so (laughs) carrie puts some food in his mouth and he's like um 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 But it's like not a joke. Like she's not laughing. I actually love that scene. Yeah. In the bed. She's like, when are they going to send in a search party? He's like, probably the spring thaw. Yeah, spring thaw. He knows about nature and stuff. Yeah. He's outdoorsy. Yeah. He works with his hands. Yeah. And his dog. Um. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, question. Well, yes. Where's his dog when they're and he's in Carrie's bed for so long that they need to call a search party. <laughs> Who like does he is like does he like call someone? Hey, could you watch my dog? I'm gonna be like having a sex for like four days now. Pete is only there when it's really part of the storyline. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe he's just like chilling in the kitchen or something. Pete has his own life. He's got a job. Yeah, two <laughs> friends. Two pups. <laughs> Actually, um, Pete had a human child because he wanted it as a test run to see if he should have puppies, <laughs> and then he ate it. Oh my god. What else did you like about this episode, Addie? So I really like the puns that Carrie uses to transition to different scenes. Like yes. she'll be talking about something that Samantha's doing and then she'll just use it in a different way. I don't know. That's what we describe. love about Sex in the City. Yeah. Like here's one. Meanwhile. That night, Miranda lost her partner. The next day, she got a new one. 15 of them. And I was still enjoying my one. Yeah. Question. How did they not make a joke about Samantha living in the meatpacking district? I don't know. Was that on the cutting room floor? Um, I feel like it's in a different episode. Okay. I don't know. Because they said she just moved to the meatpacking district. And it's Samantha. And then they're just like, here's a dangling fruit. And then they're like, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it just didn't make it. Yeah. Samantha moved to the meatpacking district, and soon she met her neighbor, and she was feeling menopausal. And <laughs> she just wasn't up to having that. Intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing packed. <laughs> um, I noticed also in this episode, there's 
some themes. So one big one is timing is everything. That's the thing. What's one of the other things? <laughs> <laughs> I had like 10 different things written down for how that's the th- like references to time. But what, time. Are, what are the other themes you have? Well, I mean, I guess all of these are references to time, but oh, okay. like New York open 24 hours. Right, that's time. Um, the time piece that, or the watch that I've never called a time piece. <laughs> The Cartier timepiece that Charlotte receives from Trey. I don't know, the dry cleaner not being open. Yeah, yeah. That's all time. Time, menopause happening. Um, Yeah. How? Question. How come you can never get your dry cleaning in New York? Yeah, I don't know. And every time you get there, the guy's standing there and just tapping his watch so aggressively, (laughs) staring at you. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. And he's like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Like, do you have to tap 10 times? Can you just, like, give a shrug? Like, you like know, that, that's like a, yeah, like a, eh. Like, hey, I can't. And actually, there's two sorries. There's, like, a shrug with, like, a eh, face that's, like, really sorry. And then there's also, like, a, what do you Whatever. want from me? Yeah. 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 yeah, that doesn't work. Anyway, yeah, timing. Here's what I got. You can get anything in New York, 24 hours thing. Uh, talked about her and Aiden being in their private Manhattan open 24 hours a day. Talk about the timing of their periods syncing oh, up. Oh, yeah, syncing up. Then the age thing, which is also time, you know, menopause. Uh, says that Charlotte's happier <laughs> than she had been in been three years her. with a man she hasn't known for five minutes. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's about time I met you, is what it says on the time piece. Yeah. Oh, I said time piece. <laughs> What's going on? On the time piece. <laughs> like, a bomb, like a zombie thing. I wonder if our listeners are going to start saying time piece now tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, check. Hey, is um, that an do Apple time? time? Do you have a timepiece? <laughs> is that an Apple timepiece? Yeah. Is that a, is that a smart timepiece? <laughs> uh, love is all about timing. You got to get them when the light's on because men are like cabs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you can get in them with your friends. and <laughs> They have your, meters. Your, you bring your baggage. <laughs> yeah, they run the meter the whole time you're in there. <laughs> and then they get you're with them forever because that's... Because their light's on, so now they're married. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you get in one that's cash cab. <laughs> yeah, very, very much like a cab in every way. Honestly, perfect analogy. Uh, is it, when's it going to be a good time to see Big? Then she writes in her on her laptop for her article, which is the hallmark of Sex and the City, is, is timing everything? Yeah, so every episode of Sex and the City, there's this central theme, and then... Like we talk about every week. Yeah, and Carrie always writes her article about it. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's really convenient for her to always have these things happening in her life Mm -hmm. that match up to what theme she's writing about. Yeah, let's come up with one now. In the the age of Uber, is it possible to still get picked up? (laughs) In this hookup culture, how does somebody not swipe left? Uh, maybe like something like current, right? So it's like in this age where we're all trying to find our soulmate, who's going to be a hanging Chad <laughs> from the 2000 election? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, timing stuff. Is timing everything? That's what we said. Oh, okay. Miranda says her clock is running out. Her eggs are running out. Day old bread needed to stick together with uh, Samantha Len. and Len. 3 a.m., Miranda's getting nothing but aggravated. Then Carrie says she wanted Big to commit a year earlier, and Aiden's coming back too slowly. Yeah, 
Which is a so sad note to leave the episode on. Could you imagine writing this episode and just cramming all of these timing things? It's actually a talent. kind of impressive yeah, yeah. To, like, to be like, this one's, the theme is going to be this, and then like rework the way every, it's not really that the plots all have to do with time. Like two, but every significant event or every interaction has something to do with time. But it's like the same plot elements could be happening anyway. Yeah, it's just they're like loosely. Like Charlotte found a guy, but then they're playing up that they just met each other, and then Carrie and Big, but they're like talking about how it's timing. But you could be talking about something else too. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only one that's really is like getting older would be a theme. In some ways, but not others. Time's more general than that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good idea. Yeah, it is. And it's always a good idea to have Carrie write her article about it. Right. Because that's what we love to read. Exactly. Sex and the City. The column. Do you have any other finer things? So for finer things, the only other thing I have is the bathroom scene. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I mean, that was where Miranda was talking about um, how men are like cabs. Yeah. I just really like the way that it was set up, that you could see all of their faces through the mirror. And I like their conversation. They were both, they were all just kind of in their element, chatting with each other. It's not clear, like, exactly where they are. It seems like there's maybe a party going on or something, and they have this moment together. They're like at a club or something. Yeah. I didn't think about how they film that. With the mirror and stuff? Yeah, where it's like your perspective is the mirror. You're the mirror, kind of. Yeah, I really like that. That's interesting. Yeah. And the other thing I like about that scene is that some of them keep disappearing into the bathrooms to put in tampons. Yeah, and then come back out. Yeah, so they like go back in the shot and then go into the stall and then come back out and then they're there again. Yeah. But it's kind of like a continual scene. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. The last thing I have is just a bunch of quotes. Okay. One is... Uh, when Steve says having a baby would be fun and she says a baby's not like a foosball table <laughs> I was like yeah not it's not fun at all yeah and you can't get better at it yeah and you definitely can't win any money and you definitely can't it. like paddle it around <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, children and women with emotional baggage first that was good see big sickness yes these are the puns that I really like yeah that- she uses this in between the heart, scenes. The yeah. heart of the show. Yeah. I also like when Samantha says, I'm a little older <laughs> than you. <laughs> and she grabs everyone together. Yeah. In the bathroom scene. It's really cute. My past coming back way too fast and my future taking way too long to come home. That's the very end. And the other one is I couldn't stop Big from coming back in my life. But at least I could stop him from coming out of my speaker. Yeah, I feel like she could stop him from coming in at her life. Yeah, she could have just locked the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last thing, just an observation. But Steve is kind of like a grubby, you know, like he's always slobbily dressed. He works at a bar. But his tank top in the last scene is way too bright. It's like brand new, and bright I feel like white. yeah, it's like they it's like distracting because nothing else in the shot is that white, and I feel like they just got it, you know, from the prop department. And they're like, we'll just grab one out of the package, but it's like Steve wouldn't own that. That's funny you say that because I was distracted by his nice muscular arms. Oh yeah, for being such uh, you know kind of a slobby guy watching Scooby Doo eating cereal, like he's got some nice muscles. He plays b ball. 
Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's about all I know about him. <laughs> as far as exercise, he pours beers. So That's right. It's to beat up hooligans, the bar. Yeah, maybe. Punch punch him. How much do you have to punch something to get muscles? I've never punched anyone, so I don't know. Yeah. And I don't have muscles, so I don't know. No, yeah, me either. <laughs> and in fact, if we did punch someone, probably wouldn't be that bad for them because of the no muscles <laughs> yeah that's true should have been punching something this whole time <laughs> i love uh someone on facebook shared a thing that was like you know punching bags make just as good of hugging bags if y'all would calm down <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to try kickboxing yeah i feel it'd be pretty cool you should you'd be good at it thanks <laughs> i don't know what that means but i'll take it what if i just went in there and just hugged it instead yeah no, I will not. I, I don't believe in violence against bags. <laughs> against bags. Yeah. Bags. Bigs. Okay, what do we have next? Let's do our segment that we do every week called Fashion Show, Fashion Show, Fashion Show at lunch. <laughs> Yay, this is my favorite segment. We do it so often that I don't even inflect it anymore. <laughs> fashion Show, Fashion Show, Fashion Show at lunch. I just try to get through it. Fashion Show, Fashion Show, Fashion Show at lunch. <laughs> anyway, what, what kind of uh, outfits did you notice in this episode? Um, so my favorite for sure was Carrie's volleyball jacket with a purple mini skirt and purple tights. Yeah, I love that. It's like a high school track type thing. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. From the beginning of the episode? Yeah. And she, um, she runs in it. You don't know that she has purple tights on because you only see the top half of her, um, when they're at brunch or lunch. Mm -hmm. And, um... Then when she's running to grab her uh, laundry from the laundry mat um, or dry cleaners, you see that she has bright purple tights on too. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that too. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at brunch. <laughs> they didn't go to their usual spot though in this episode. Don't they have? Oh, I know the one you're talking about. That's probably yeah. a set, huh? That they had. Yeah. Because they go there so much. Yeah. I like the sports coat with the pink unbuttoned shirt that Trey wears. Oh, you know, it's like a, like a pink button-up shirt, but it's like unbuttoned like two buttons or three buttons or something like that. And then it's like very Miami Vice, but the sports coat fits well. I think that's why it works. Nice. Was that on a date or was that at the Gab magazine party? Yeah, at the Gab party on the boat. Yeah, and that also matched Charlotte's outfit, which I thought was nice. Coordinated. Yeah. Um. So I also liked Aiden's pink sunglasses and denim in Washington Square Park with Pete. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And Carrie, I feel that she always, her style kind of reflects whoever she's dating, which I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. But when she's with Aiden, she always goes for this like 60s, 70s vibe. Yes. And when she's with Big, it's a lot more refined and classic. That is a really good point. Yeah. Because she's wearing like at the end, she wears that really like billowy yeah. type. It's like, it is pretty 60s. And she's got like, um, when she's with Aiden, she has like, I don't know, I feel more denim and leather and fur and patchwork type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the bathroom scene, she's got a red top with just a bare midriff. Yeah. It's like a tube top yeah. with fringe. She's got a flat tum-tum. She's a really flat tum-tum. <laughs> Good for her. It's like actually so like disturbingly sculpted abs too. yeah yeah it's, it's pretty nice and nice then job. so i want to make a compliment open face sandwich with miranda here okay her weird gray suit that she wears when she's walking with carrie 
yeah. is so bad. It's so bad. It's like, and it's like talking heads stop making sense. <laughs> I don't know. And it's like you're kind of for a moment distracted by Carrie's huge <laughs> pink flower on her dress, but then you're like, oh god, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> and they're like linked arms. And so they look like a lesbian couple. Not that a lesbian couple has a certain way of looking, but in the scene, they definitely like like look like they're a couple. Well, and Miranda's really tall. Yeah. So they kind of look like a '50s straight couple. Yeah, like, exactly. She's like wearing a poor fitting suit, <laughs> and, then, and then and then Carrie is wearing a like bright pink like housewife dress. Yeah, housewife or like I was. What are those uh, flappers? Yeah. It's kind of like a flapper dress type yeah. thing. And then but with a gigantic uh, fake flower on it, which I actually like. The big pink fake flower, like the corsage. Although it is it is distracting. It's like the sun looking yeah, at you. Yeah, it really is. It's like, what it's if a flower much. were too big? You know what it looks like is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, where they find this gigantic dandelion that's been mutated <laughs> by the ooze. And that's how they find out the ooze has been leaking out. So I've like never seen that, that but I can. <laughs> she was like, I can only imagine for fashion, <laughs> for fashion, for fashion, fashion, fashion show, show at, at lunch. lunch. <laughs> and so here's the second part of my compliment: open face sandwich is Miranda's pinstripe suit. Later, when she becomes partner, is so cool looking. Yeah, it's like it's cut better. It's just like a better color, and it's like Miranda can pull off those suits. The gray one is just not good. Yeah. So I don't want to think people to think I don't like Miranda's in her suits. Yeah. The hair I love is a good, good power suit. Yeah. I mean, um, Samantha's power suit at the beginning of the episode when she's when they're describing her just moving in the meatpacking district, mm-hmm. she's wearing like a hot pink power suit and it looks so good. But it's got a little cleavage, it's like really nice fitting. She's got um big hoops on. And that's a good one. You know, Miranda can't wear too many stripes. Like, this one is striped, but it's subtle. Yeah. If her stripes are too bold, she kind of looks like Jack Skellington. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's too skinny. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean. She's, she is what she is. But, like, to wear a suit, like, it's like, she just looks like her legs are, like, a mile long. Yeah, that's true. She's <laughs> like, super skinny and tall. Yeah. Like, David Bowie or something. Yeah. She, yeah, she it could is totally play David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. She's got the haircut. The hair, yeah. Sure. The color of the hair, too, I feel like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for fashion. How about you? Same. Sweet. Let's move on to, uh, we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this, where we talk about the camera work. Okay. I didn't notice a ton in this one, but the camera does spin around like 180 degrees on the boat for the magazine party, but really slowly. And it's kind of cool. Like at first you don't see any of the main characters. It's kind of spinning slowly. And then Carrie comes out of the crowd. Yeah. And then you see Regis Philb in there. Did you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. And then it turns and like kind of follows her, but it's it didn't change how fast it was moving, it feels like. like It's like a perfectly choreographed thing. Like, oh, that's cool. It turns and then it ends up with her having the conversation with Charlotte and Trey. Trey. I didn't notice that, so I'm glad you brought it up. I like Carrie's over narration or her narration during the whole show is just kind of signature, but it kind of brings you back to... Okay, this story is about Carrie, I guess. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it makes her like the focal point of the show and kind of has like these seamless um, transitions between 
scenes, which yeah. I really like. Um, and then another classic thing is like the zooming in on on her typing, right for her column. So I don't know, just those two classic things are kind of yeah. Cool. It's, it's kind of like the other characters are doing things, but it's all related back to the article and Carrie. So they must share everything together because she's able to narrate it. That's what I was wondering is how does she know what's going on in their life so well that she'll say like, you know, they can, I don't know, basically be acting it out. And she's just saying, yeah, in in a way, it's kind of creepy because she's like, and then Miranda thought, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think it's just because she has so many conversations with them. Yeah. And have you ever, do we talk about this? Have you ever read the books? No. Candace Bushnell? Articles, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I read the Sex and the City book, and it's it's interesting. You can totally tell which people became these characters. Even though early on, she uses her own name, and she uses, like, the real names of people. Oh, yeah. Because um, they're all real people, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like a couple people were probably combined to become Samantha. Although it definitely seemed in the book, like, Samantha didn't know the other people. or oh. Or they weren't, like, all four close friends. It was, like, her and different friends she has that were like aspects of relationships but it wasn't like they all hung out together yeah um but they're good good little good little stories some of them you can definitely tell where episodes came from especially for the first season or two cool i want to read those yeah i got the audiobook on hoopla oh okay yeah cool um and uh miranda cynthia nixon reads the audiobook oh okay yeah i like that uh what are we talking about? Oh, the the camera work? Yeah. Zooming in on the typing. I don't have too much about the camera work, I guess. But one thing is the kind of sound design is like how much you hear. I was talking about Aiden making his like nom 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 sounds. But also like Steve slurping his, oh, his pasta fuck. or like eating cereal. It's all like crunch. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they, they mic'd it really close to kind of be like, if you're paying attention to it, isn't it annoying? And it's kind yeah. of like, I think to like show like. How Miranda is frustrated. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she's at that point where it's like, why are you chewing so loudly? Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you have Aiden and Carrie and the camera above them in bed kind of spinning around Yeah, where they're just like, you know, just laying there and it's kind of like the world is going by and they're just laying in bed. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Man, the camera loves those too. They just can't stay away. Yeah. Um. And then there's one other thing I noticed, which was during the kind of montage of Charlotte just making out with Trey, it fades like kind of night to night and Uh, it looks like the same. I mean, they're just doing the same thing. So it's like just like fading from scene to scene, which is kind of cool. Okay, cool. Very good. Anything else for the camera? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. We're going to skip crack open a cold open because this episode didn't have a cold open. Interestingly enough. Really weird. But let's do second drink. Uh, I'm on that Soleil train again. The, ooh, the, the blood orange. The blood orange. And I've got the Oscar Blues Pinner Session IPA. How is it? Throwback IPA. Uh, delicious. Cheers. Cheers. I wish we were drinking apple teenies, but alas. Oh, Yeah. Maybe I haven't decided yet. <laughs> okay. Now let's do our references with Kevin's chilies. Okay. So there's always a lot of references. Oh, yeah. To labels and stuff. Um, Dominic Dunn. Who's a that? writer. And um, 
Carrie told Big it was her out to get away from Big. Oh, so she's like, oh, Dominic, Don is holding my place in line. I have to go at the bathroom. Yeah, he's a news reporter. That's really intimate. Yeah, for Dominic to be doing that. Yeah, I can't believe he agreed to that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds for just and like, Carrie Bradshaw in the women's bathroom line too. Well, I was thinking maybe it's only one bathroom. Oh, uh, okay, because they're on a boat. Yeah, true. Or maybe they're really progressive and they just have a universal bathroom. Yeah, in 2000, maybe. Probably not. And then, the ti- you already said this earlier, but Titanic and Love Boat. Yeah, Love Boat's a show. Never saw it. Titanic's a movie. I did see it. I saw it. On VHS. I think I saw it once. It was two VHS. I only would watch the first one because that's when all the good stuff happens. Oh, really? I'd only watch the second one when the boat sings. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's panicking. We'd be really good... Um, podcast co-host between the two of us we would lick the platter clean cover it all (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's true and there's some places talks about the mutiny that's going to happen on this boat in brooklyn oh yeah and the ultra chic meatpacking district have you been there um no i haven't i went there before it was chic i was just going there to pack meat into a tube to get some sausage sell across this country (laughs) (laughs) did you really no oh I have no idea what they're talking about. There's some people, some uh, label important people. Oh, yeah. Um, Madonna, Regis Philbin. That's all I have. Kate Spade, the designer. Oh, yeah. Kate Spade. McQueen and Gucci. J. Uh, Crew. Those with shoes, right? Yeah. Is J. Crew a person? I don't know. Maybe. I thought it was like a rap squad. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I thought it was. I put that down as a magazine. A rap squad. (laughs) Because with a Gab magazine, which is. A new magazine. What is it about? Gab? Yeah. I'm guessing celebrity gossip or something. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's just fake. Yeah. I'm assuming. Then New Transitions. Is that a real magazine? No, I don't think. I think that's fake, too. Yeah. So that's the one that Samantha got subscribed to, which is how she realized she's in menopause. (laughs) So That's like that. Did you hear about that girl who Target sent her parents an ad for baby supplies? before she had told them she was like 16 before she had told them she was pregnant so target ruined the surprise the miracle of (laughs) having under under a 16 year old she they ruined the miracle of 16 and pregnant yeah exactly yeah so regis philbin not to be confused by daryl philbin who works in the warehouse (laughs) that's right i don't think regis philbin was as famous then because oh, was, I, he wasn't on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No, that's like, I don't think so. I think that was like 2000. That's when he really took off. Because uh, he was on Good Morning America, but I was reading uh, Disney War, and it sounded like Regis wasn't like a huge get for them on that one. They were like wondering if they should have got someone better, but actually that show made him more famous. Well, I don't remember when that show came out, though. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Well, I mean, in an earlier episode, we saw donald trump as a guest star so maybe regis philbin will be our next president well couldn't be worse than the uh (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so who wants to be a millionaire was 1999 so never mind okay just scratch all that but it was still in its first year so right um so new transitions that reminding you that your menopausal would be like if i got like an aarp catalog sent here accidentally and i was like am i an old man (laughs) I think I'm an old man. <laughs> and I was like hanging out with people. I'm like, you want to go out? And I'm like, I'm too old. <laughs> I got this ARP. ARP. I'm drying up. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm drying up this spill because I work at a restaurant. And there's some also reference to some things like... Cartier. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's actually more of a brand, I guess. Or okay. a designer. For the timepiece. Oh, right, right. Uh, there's reference to the Twin Towers and that you see them. So that's a reference to 9-11. Sad. <laughs> really inappropriate and batazi <laughs> sheets which are two thousand dollars a set are they really also, did you look it up i looked up i couldn't really find them selling that the ones i were finding the sheets that were coming up were not that expensive he exaggerated or maybe they're not real or you could just bleach them to get the blood out or whatever uh, you don't bleach batazi <laughs> okay. or whatever it is batazi <laughs> batazi is that Patazi? Is that top your wink Patazier? Patazier. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about having sheets that expensive because you know a lot of times if you do have sheets that expensive, you shouldn't touch them. Yeah, Just leave them in a museum <laughs> or hang them behind, hang them in your closet behind glass so that you don't accidentally ruin get, them. Get menstrual blood on them <laughs> or just even your the grime of your everyday life yeah she was like i'm so sorry i have to go but she's actually so happy because she's not menopausal yeah is that an oversimplification of menopause what to be like, you didn't get your period and then like oh you got it never mind well because what about those other symptoms yeah i it is totally oversimplification because she would like she would know because she'd be having hot flashes she'd go see her doctor instead of she had her period was only five days late and she said i'm not pregnant like she knew how for did sure. she know she's I, I think she likes doing sex. <laughs> sex that's how babies are made exactly oh, that's, I heard. um is now a good time for a question yes why is carrie chewing gum this entire episode <laughs> i didn't even notice even when she's drinking a cosmo i'm like why are you chewing that gum I feel like when she's dating Aiden, she's chewing gum all the time. She's so cash. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. You're right. Aiden did change her a lot. And for oh, the better. because she's not smoking. It's probably nicotine gum. That's right. Yeah. You solved the mystery of the gum. Yeah. It's like uh, like Scooby-Doo. There's a ghoul in there. <laughs> There's a gum in there. Who the hell gets that excited by Scooby-Doo? <laughs> yeah, Scooby-Doo sucks. I've, I've never watched Scooby-Doo and I don't plan on it. I watched it a lot as a kid. And even as a kid, that was like one of my first things as a kid where I'm like, you know. It's boring. All these episodes are the same <laughs> because they meet one person and then they see some ghosts and then they find out that the ghost isn't real. And it was the one person. Like, like you know. it's Is like, that what it's about? I was like you know, eight years old or wow, something. Wow, you sound like a really pretentious eight-year-old. Because, <laughs> well, it's it's like... um, This is not um well-produced. No, it's just like every episode is like the exact same plot. <laughs> it's just like a different thing. They're like, oh, they're in a different location. And the, and the way the ghost looks is different. Time. It's like a ghost or like a scarecrow or something like that. And then, so, okay, here's a Scooby-Doo episode. The Mystery Gang, they're in their van. They're looking for something. They show up and it's like, it's like, oh, look, it's the uh, an old cotton candy factory. And then the person goes, like, there's been somebody spooking the customers out of the cotton candy factory. We've had to close down. And then they're like, don't worry, we'll find out who they are. And then they go inside and then they get chased. It's hilarious. And then they pull off the, the wig of the uh, Bigfoot that's 
stocking the cotton candy factory and it's the person from the beginning and they're like ah i was trying to scare everyone out of the cotton candy factory so i could sell it without union rights <laughs> something like that and then they'll be like oh and they move on Did they go smoke another blunt in they're the going you're going to wait for all you're going away for a long time <laughs> We have a punitive justice system um, in this country. This is a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Scooby, get the handcuffs. Yeah. There's a ghoul in there. I mean, that's Scooby-Doo. I'll never watch it. I'll never have to, no. Should we do, do you think the world is crawling with Charlotte's? Yes. My okay. favorite, where we talk about the characters. What character would you like to begin with? Trey. 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 Um, so Trey has just entered the scene. They've been dating for two weeks. Played by Kyle MacLachlan from Twin Peaks and the bad guy from the Flintstone movie. <laughs> and Portlandia. He's oh, the mayor. Okay. I like him. Um, I think it was a good choice to cast him as Charlotte's boyfriend because um, it seems a little ironic. Just because Twin Peaks. Oh, I didn't watch Twin Peaks. I mean, I just feel like everyone who likes Twin Peaks likes ironic things so it's kind of ironic that he's in even in sex in the city yeah because it seems like i don't know he's so, so young different. yeah i just think knowing you know we've watched the whole series multiple times knowing where his character is going and trying to find signs of it but you really don't they don't give you a, very many hints of that like uh no does he mention his mother yeah she's the one who gave him the bad gift that's right. Okay. Yeah. So it was her fault that they met. Wow. She's going to regret that one. Yeah, she really is. Bunny. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he just likes the chase. He doesn't mm. really like, you know, once once they're married, he's not into her anymore. So It's like a dog chasing a car. That's why Charlotte should just um, like have sex with him before they get married. So she knows. Yeah. Not just a hand job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, good for Trey for getting a hand job at the end. He had to go a long way with gifts and saying, I love you. I love you. Yeah. Oh, well. And Charlotte's getting re virginized because of how long she's waiting. Yeah. Do you think Trey's like a dog that's been chasing an ambulance and then when he finally catches it, he doesn't even want to have sex with it anymore? <laughs> he, he realizes, realizes it's just full of sick people. Yeah. He realizes the exhaust pipe is too hot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Charlotte. So she's the everything but girl. She's... Emphasis on... But. Yeah. She thinks it's hilarious that Trey asked the cab driver to stop the meter before getting out to check if she was okay. He's so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Charlotte's really happy in this episode, though. Yeah. I like seeing her happy. Even if to us it might seem so surface level, I think she really is happy. Yeah, they have That's a real connection. Want. Yeah. They love that story about them meeting and they have that in common. So, And they love kissing. Yeah, too much. They're in love. They really are. And Charlotte doesn't know what Kegels are, so. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, does she say anything else like judgmental or anything? Not really. Uh, the vagina weights she's really disturbed by. But that's pretty much Kegels. But Samantha's vagina waits for no man. <laughs> or no one. <laughs> no one. Yeah. Let's talk about Samantha. Samantha. Samantha has a sex scene in this um, episode with Len. Which is, yeah, shocking. Yeah, and she's very uninterested. Um, the whole date. That's right. 
even though Lynn makes a mean wine spritzer, apparently he's not able to impress her too much with his ponytail and his all-white clothes and his artificial hip <laughs> and his disturbing winking and his aggressive arm placement while he talks. And his weird, dirty talk during sex. No. <laughs> no talking. Shush. <laughs> Shush, Lynn. Len. Len. Please just keep it down, Len. Yeah. His name should be Lamb. <laughs> He seems like a lamb to me. His his ponytail is yeah. so bad. Samantha's just so turned off by him. Yeah. It's really funny because normally she wouldn't really care, I don't think. That's right. He just needs to be more classy and aloof. Yeah. If he was just like, well, I have $2,000 sheets and I'm checking my mail and then I had sunglasses on, then she'd be like, oh. Yeah. Cause he, what, what does it feel like between those sheets? I know. Or something like that. <laughs> like she, she, I mean, she was with Richard for so long, and he's just as gross as Len. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, and he's older. Richard is. It's so funny that they're always like, you know, if somebody is uh, kind of annoying, then they're also really bad at sex. <laughs> like, all right, I guess, but don't you have to try it? <laughs> with all of them before you can really write that script Um, oh man but samantha swears she's drying up she doesn't want to use any lubricant suppositories yeah she should be using lube anyway yeah it's like blood isn't the only thing (laughs) oh yeah well i mean at least she got her period and i think samantha's just feeling left out because she's not synced up in periods with the other ladies but also that she's hitting menopause before them, so it's going to be... Which, even though she's not hitting menopause, eventually she, she will, will hit, hit menopause before yeah. them. So yeah. I think she feels left out because she's a little bit older. And like this is like she can pretend to be young by hanging and sleeping with everybody, but her biological clock is still ticking. Yeah, I think she does feel left out pretty often. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think that she lets them know that, but you can kind of tell. Yeah. And... uh Kim Cattrall also felt a little bit left out during the entire production, as we've learned. Yeah, and I don't want to get too into it, but her and um, Sarah Jessica Parker are not friends. Yeah, well, I listened to the entire podcast, the series about Sex and the City, um, about like the making of it called, oh, I don't remember. They did one about Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then they did one about Sex and the City. It's like a bunch of different parts. But all of the ladies, and it sounds like all the producers and stuff, are all basically on Carrie Bradshaw's side. And, like, it was all a matter of, like, how nice they were being about it. But none of them were on her side. Oh, interesting. Some of them were, like, she's just being ungrateful. And other people were, like, well, you know, certain people have certain fights. But it's, like, it's, like, when a band breaks up and, like, one guy, they're, like, we're breaking up because we don't get along anymore. And then, like, everyone in the band reforms except for one person. You're, like, oh, I guess we know what that was now. And that's how I feel like it is. Because, like, the other ones all got along. She did have some stuff going on in her personal life, though. I think her mom was sick or something. Well, recently, but it's not like they didn't really get along the entire time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what brought the big fight that ended Sex and the City 3. Oh, man. I would real hopes that it was going to be even worse than Sex and the City 2. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, bigger and more spectacular and worse. Like Bigger. This is what I want. Mr. Bigger. Mr. Uh, bigger. Sex and the City, Fast and the Furious crossover. Oh, yeah, where we get oh, Paul Walker in there. Oh, no, that's so cool. He's a 
dead man. <laughs> no, no, he you're didn't. a dead no, man, Paul Walker. You can't be R. in R. this P. movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, CGI Paul Walker. Um, so who else do we have? We have Miranda and Steve. We got to talk about Miranda and Steve. So Miranda is the mean mommy. Mean mommy. <laughs> no one wants to fuck mean mommy. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst quote from this episode. <laughs> What do you um, feel about Miranda and Steve in this episode? Whose side are you on? I'm on Miranda's side. Yeah. Because Steve just assumes, like, they have this one conversation about, oh, yeah, we should have a baby. And she's like, nah, I don't think so. And then he's just like, well, you're going to have to get used to this because when there's a baby here. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, and then, um, you know, calls her in the middle of the day. Oh, meet me down here. It's really going to help. Mm-hmm. And then she cancels a meeting, goes down there, and he's like, we're getting a puppy. I don't know. It's he's just... like, ask her for a puppy. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. I think, you know, they don't like each other at all. Well, Steve likes... Pup- Steve is a puppy. Yeah, he does like Miranda a lot, but they're just not compatible at this time. Or at any time, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Steve is like a certain type of person that I could imagine would be like fun at times you'd be like oh reminded me of what it's like to be a fun kid and other yeah. times most of the time it'd probably be pretty annoying like my roommates yeah <laughs> hope they don't listen <laughs> they don't <laughs> oh good yeah so i mean i do think that steve like he's watching cartoons and stuff like that but then he's not letting her get her work done and he's kind of like whining and he's not like a baby it's like an yeah. uh, older child. Maybe yeah. maybe seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> so give him some credit. Yeah. And I mean, I feel that his he could have a relationship, a successful relationship with someone, but definitely not Miranda because she's always thrown into this existential crisis, questioning her identity and her goals. And that's not fair because he's not being supportive. Um, but she does really tend to project her problems with her relationship onto her friendships for example she's not even really happy with charlotte i mean or happy for charlotte oh right she's always just saying like well most women do this most women do that yeah most guys do this and i don't know it's such a weird choice to be with steve yeah uh but yeah compatibility i think is the main issue but i I do like getting along pretty well it seemed like they're like having good conversations they're going out to eat you know like they're like doing date stuff then steve tries to i don't really recall but like you know steve's like brings up the baby it's out of the blue and then all of a sudden it's like things aren't working out yeah but it's like i guess he jumped too far but it's just like oh there's a baby crying over in the restaurant and she's like uh babies he's like we should have a baby yeah i was like is that how that conversation normally goes <laughs> yeah no. i mean yeah unfortunately though later on it's like hey i'm pregnant you know there's good stuff here yeah i mean there is good stuff i i've really liked steve i think he's a really nice guy but is he a good partner for miranda no he reminds me of adam sandler <laughs> i like the exact his, same voice his voice yeah his voice is so like it sounds like a like a Wisconsin accent or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Or a 
Philadelphia. I don't know. What do you think about the puppy? Cute. Cute puppy. But it doesn't have a name. Fella. It has booty, booty, boo, pup, poppy boy. <laughs> so like the when he thinks back on this breakup, it's gonna be remember the last straw was when I put the puppy in her face and said, "Give mommy a kiss." <laughs> like that's not a not a proud moment. It, I know, and Miranda is like visibly upset. She's like really frustrated, and I would be too. She like pushes Steve like what the fuck up, and then. Yeah. Um, it's just like, no, this is not okay. But also, she shouldn't have a baby. No, she shouldn't. she's like, you said that you were going to take care of the puppy, and now the puppy's whimpering like a new like puppy. <laughs> it's like, you know that the baby's going to cry even if someone says they're going to take care of it. Like, that's you don't, like, tape up its mouth. Like I know. You're like, oh, I thought you said that when we had a baby, and now I feel like I hear it crying, so... <laughs> What are you going to do about that? Like, I know. And did you remove it from the premises? It's like when um, she's at the pet store and she's like, yeah, I was." she was surrounded by bitches, but she didn't want to be a bitch. I love that. It's like, okay, so you're just going to say, yeah, we could get a puppy, even though it's going to whine. Yeah. Like, you're, I don't know, that's just irresponsible on Miranda's part. She should be like, no, I don't want a dog. I don't want a baby either. Like, mm-hmm. If you do, maybe you should move on. They should have just broken up at the pest store. Right. But she didn't want to be a, a bee. Yeah. Or a dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about our, our love triangle. Mr. Perfect, Mr. Big, and Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Perfect is the best. He's adorable, loving, kind, hot. Yeah. He makes furniture he's good style takes his shirt off he's a carpenter like jesus he's got a dog like jesus he's the best he's got long Aiden. hair like jesus <laughs> white unlike jesus but we'll let it slide <laughs> in most depictions yep jesus oh, is white. aiden's so good aiden is the best I, I love that the problem with aiden ends up being uh, too I, nice yeah because he's not mean enough to me yeah he doesn't call me kid which is my least favorite thing of the whole series is how Big calls her kid. It just bothers me so much. Yeah. Absolutely it does. <laughs> <laughs> like something like Aiden right before he leaves the to go to the market, you know, and he just sticks his head in and is like, you make me so happy. And then like taps oh, his, no. his fingers on the door. I'm just like, oh my God, he's the best. He deserves better than her. He really does. You know, it really kind of, in retrospect, pisses me off how in the second movie they treated him. Yeah. Because it's like he like settled with somebody and then had all these kids and then also kisses her. Yeah. Spoilers for the way future, but... Yeah. How annoying to like... Have like such a great character and then you come back in in the movie and just... Yeah. And they also like show that he doesn't put up with any crap. Yeah. And then like to have him be like, oh, he just married somebody. Yeah. You know, it's so irritating that he would have done that i mean i'm just saying that wouldn't happen in real life that's not like unrealistic but but to think that like in the future like that someone that was worse for you would have such a psychological hold on you that you after like getting married and having kids are still like oh i saw that mean person well i don't know things could work out i know (laughs) it's so depressing to me yeah and carrie especially because you're i mean we know her flaws she's not that good of a of a partner Mm -mm. i mean she lets big come back into her life multiple times 
that's like a psychologically abusive relationship. Or yeah. I've like met a lot of people that have relationships where it's like, oh, that person's the worst and you hate them and you talk about it all the time. Oh, they want to get back together? Let's get back together. And you're like, everyone that knows you, and I, it kind of irritates me that her friends aren't more like that, honestly, because like every once in a while they're like, oh, big, but they're still kind of like, well, he is so cool. He's the and, one. It's, and it's like, come on. Just yeah. like tell her to get the hell out of there. But when Miranda, Miranda's the only one that will do that. Mm. And when she does, Carrie just becomes isolated. That's true. Which is. That's what happens very, in those abusive yeah. relationships. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Big is the worst. Yeah. So, it's a doughy disaster. So I wanted to say, uh, <laughs> so let's do our segment. You never expect you're the murderer. Mr. Big, you're Mr. the murderer. Big. John, yeah. you're the murderer. Oh, you outed him as a John. <laughs> yeah, no, no big. Boo. He and he says that to her too on the on the boat. Boo. Boo. Yeah, when he comes back like downstairs to find her after she leaves with the cheese in her mouth, then he comes back downstairs and she's you know having a moment to herself and he goes boo. And he like their big <laughs> moment on the boat is when someone bumps into her and yeah. she like falls into his chest, but he like also goes in for like a kiss and everything. Yeah. Scummy. Presumptuous dick. Yeah, he is. So, do you think it affects your love of the series to have Mr. Bigby like such a key part of it? I mean, I think that as I was watching the series, it was like, of course. You know, yeah. every time I saw him, I would just be like, of course. And like, of course, you would ruin things with Aiden because of Big. And it just, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would, it affects my love of the series because it is so realistic because you... It's not like a perfect ending for her. No. Is it, you just expect... I'm totally fine with her messing up and everything and being with Big. But then to like have it, the show and, and the movies be kind of like... And that was right. That was the right thing. You're like, well, come on. That wasn't the right thing. Oh, I Maybe see what you're saying. Maybe she did it. But like... Well, I mean, in the shows and movies' defense, they always have a million problems all the time. And then they solve them in 30 minutes. Yeah. And then on to a million Or in two and, and a half hours. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Big, I feel like it's kind of odd that he's always where she is because it's New York. Yeah. It's a big city. It's a Mr. Big City. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't understand how he's always at every party. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple times where he shows up and it's just... Like, how are you here? Well, in this case, it seemed like he went to the magazine party because she might be there. Yeah, exactly. And and then leaves the voicemail. Although I kind of get it. After reading Meet Me in the Bathroom about like the New York scene in the early 2000s, it's like those people did see each other a lot because it's like, even though the city's really big, like the scene is yeah. whatever scene you're in. So I just don't really necessarily buy that they'd be in the same scene. The, I think that's where it comes down to it because... Carrie's in like this fashion slash writer scene or like mm-hmm. artist scene. Yeah. And Big is a financial, I don't know, analyst Business or something. Cigar yeah. people. Yeah. So I don't understand how that would cross over. But if it were on purpose, you could go to those other types of events and That's run into true. them if you wanted to. But she would know. And I mean, she probably does know. I mean, because he showed up at her house. But I feel like that's where the line is. Like, yeah. why are you allowing that to happen well and we've seen the whole series like i said but the end of this episode is such like a like a stab in the heart after the show has got you interested in aiden 
to be like Diggs coming back and she's not really that forceful about saying no oh don't worry they still had another conversation oh she left the message oh he told her to she told him to go but kind of like in like a oh Aiden's coming back way and then she listens to the message anyway and you're like she should have just deleted it and, you know yeah and you're just like oh Carrie I know and um just her voice when she's talking to Big is always such a baby voice. Mm-hmm. It's always like, what are you doing here? And like... Do you think she has dad issues? Yeah, definitely. I don't know they really talk about her dad, but that seems like it like to be attracted to like Big and have him call him call her, call her kid. And like, he's the big guy that always is in control and knows what's going on and has all the money and like super secure and... The power dynamic is not even between them. And I think that's what's so irritating. Yeah. I just think that the one big mistake that Carrie made in this episode is not telling Aiden. Like Mm -hmm. to hide it, to be secretive is really Turning off the voicemail right away. Yeah. Just be like, because I mean, if if she would have said like, what, dude, like listen to this guy. Yeah. And then Aiden would have been like, wouldn't have left and then big would have come to the door and um aiden would have been like hey can you please leave aiden would have answered naked yeah something else like why does she hide it from him yeah it's not like he's gonna blame her no it's her totally her fault it's like her choice she's like oh well it could have worked before you know yeah maybe the timing i guess it's just so wrong yeah not timing carrie it's not timing at all he's a bad person yeah it's like you are in a happy relationship like don't ruin this mr bad mr bad anyway i'm giving my dundee to mr big (laughs) you are no for persistence (laughs) no uh let's do our dundies though okay you said yours first last time so i guess i'll say mine yeah i think i'm Oh, there are actually multiple good options this time. I think I'm going to give it to Charlotte because she's really, you know, even though they keep telling the same stories, that's like little crap. It doesn't matter. It's like your thing between the couple. Don't annoy other people with it too often, but but like they're doing really well so far. And I like she's happy. It's really hard to say that knowing like how where that's going. But it's like at this point, good for her. She's happier than she's been in three years or something. So, yeah ultimate happiness for charlotte i think he's the one go get her girl go get him girl (laughs) go get her girl yeah that's good um i'm gonna give mine to aiden okay yeah even though he was kind of a background character he's just such a sweetheart and he has a really good style yeah so yeah he's this is a classic aiden episode where you're just like, oh, like when she ends up back with Big, you're like, oh, remember those days? I need to go back and watch those episodes where they just stayed in bed all day. It was the best. Right. Okay, good. Yeah, their relationship's going well. And what do you give this episode rating? I'm not going to ruin the countdown again. Um, do we say go at the end or just say it? Just say it. Okay. Um, okay. Three, two, one. Beach, Beach day. day. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, I love that episode. Um, I mean, I don't love it, but but I like it, and I I think I think there's good stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> not enough, Nathan. Aww. Not well, not enough for Pretzel Day. That's right. <laughs> and I want to do another segment called "I think we hold up very well to even severe scrutiny." 
with an iTunes review. Yay! That I you don't know. Reviews. Okay, cool. So here it is. It's called Entertaining and Funny by Katie Grez85. Aw. Great podcast. I actually am not a huge podcast person. This is the only one I really listen to <gasps> consistently. I found out about it on Facebook a few weeks ago and I'm currently binging them in my car ride to and from work each day and don't want to catch up and have to wait for more episodes. Face with the tongue out. As another listener said, it has become like listening to old friends of yours chat about The Office. Two weeks ago, my husband and I had a very stressful day when one of our cats had to have major surgery. Driving him to the vet that morning, I was stressed, shaking, and nervous, but I listened to an episode of The Off 5 on the way, and it helped calm me and took my mind off it. So thank you, Addie and Nathan. That is so nice. My favorite parts of each episode is the trivia and the new segment called Crack Open a Cold Open. Great name, BTW. There's so many hilarious cold opens, and I love being reminded of them. Sorry for the long review, but keep it up. Definitely a five out of five, and would recommend for all office lovers. P.S. One of our cats is also named Addie. <laughs> it's my face. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's the best review. That is the best review we've Sorry. ever gotten. I mean, I love all of our reviews, but that was really heartwarming. Yeah, that is really nice. So thank you, Katie Gross, for leaving that for us. I hope Addie did okay at the surgery. Or maybe it was the other cat. Yeah, one of the cats. But yeah, it's so nice that like, that that would be like a stress reliever because sometimes there's like podcasts i listen to when i'm getting bad news about the Mueller report or something and i'll put on a a podcast about pop culture and uh, and try to get sucked into that instead of the regular world that's cool that makes me so happy that we made a difference in someone's life yeah that's why we do this changing lives and (laughs) but i got one other thing okay what (gasps) did you get oh my gosh one more thing can you grab this? Let's grab those scissors. Ah, I was going to ask you. But we got a package and we want to open it here. If these are our last words, it's because whoever sent this. Sent I don't know us. how fast anthrax works. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get some more words in. Um, but yeah, we got a package here that a listener has sent us addressed to the off five. And for the first time ever, we're the going to open it. under the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to open. I didn't. There's bubble wrap, is what I'm seeing. Bubble wrap. All right. What's that? Oh my god! What is that paper? Oh, it's a Dundee. Oh my! No god. way! No way! Oh! <laughs> it says 2019 so cool. Dundee Award, World's Greatest <laughs> Podcast. Oh my god! That's amazing. That is so cool unbelievable and look it's you it looks just like me <laughs> same haircut um that's amazing that is really cool what a nice <laughs> got an instagram oh, that. that is awesome and this came from scott zabka jr thanks scott that was so nice yeah thank you so much really appreciate the the dundee and like, oh, I got that, and then we got the review, and yeah, now I... Yeah, it's too much. I'm going to cry. Yeah, and I, now that I'm thinking about it, I hope that these two lovely people actually listened all the way through our April Fool's Sex in the City <laughs> episode, <laughs> because I feel like, I don't listen to this show. I don't watch that. I don't know what they're talking about and turn it off, but... uh Wait, let me get a picture of what is... Next time, you'll be like, well, where's the Dundee? I think I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was either keep it, or... Yeah. I keep it in a... We're going to keep it in a display case at home. TMI. <laughs> um, okay. Well, 
Thanks so much for listening to this April Fool's episode of The Office. Hope you learned a lot about Sex in the City. And don't worry, we'll do the real season three, episode eight next time. Yeah, and give us a shout out if you think we should do Sex in the City podcast after The Office podcast. Yeah. And also, Dunder Mifflin Con. It's coming up in 2020. We haven't mentioned it in a while, but go to their Facebook page or their website, Dunder Mifflin Con. The dates and everything are going to be announced uh, soon, I think. So get excited for that. Uh, it sounds like a really cool fan convention. And woo, it's, woo. In, it's in Pennsylvania. Scranton, a little place. Have you heard of that place? It's in the meatpacking district. It's going to be in Stamford, <laughs> Connecticut. Oh, wait. Hold on. Josh isn't here. Oh, it's going to be insane. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> children and women with emotional baggage first. <laughs> Thanks, kid. <laughs>